It is Wednesday, September 20th, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers. And this is your Indie Sports Radio. Uh, how we doing? It's uh, the September. It's heart of football season. <laughs> um, we've got the end of Major League Baseball yes. is in sight. And, you know, there are things called hockey and basketball that are right around the Looming. corner. Yes, uh, looming. The Champions League started Champions back up this week. League, and, yeah, and uh, Premier League is in full effect, and, and all those things. Uh, w WNBA playoffs. Yep, that's right. Uh, fantastic game last night, the Liberty Mystics. That's right. And we've got a good um, guest coming up a little bit later. Uh, Ed Southern will be calling in. Uh, you've heard Ed on this program before. He's the uh, author of. Fight Songs, uh, which is all about the ACC, college football, college basketball. Um, and so it, that's now out in paperback. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to talk to him about that, but also talk to him about sports, college uh, football, uh, the ACC, but and also his Atlanta Braves, who are his Atlanta Braves. And they're just stupid good right now. They are. Before we talk with Ed in a few minutes, we want to talk uh, about some NFL. And uh, joining us in the studio this week is our old friend Bob Clausen. How are you, Bob? I'm Terrific, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, and Bob, um, when I said that um, that hockey was looming, Tom used the word looming, that hockey was coming, did you like perk up? Did you feel a little tingle? I definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, listeners may remember, so Bob Clausen is one of our kind of, you know, run that back senior hockey correspondents um, and uh, has been on with us uh, throughout the years talking about hockey, in particular his Chicago Blackhawks. Um, but uh, Bob Who aren't stupid. Good right yeah, now. Not, <laughs> yes. not at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but Bob is uh, working his way into the Asheville FM uh, family. Right. So he's sort of uh, uh, trailing on the show and, and getting some logging his volunteer hours with us. And we're, we're it's nice to have someone who's not just here being like, what does that button do? But also, what does that button do? And did you see that catch? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can talk about the bears. So we want to do that a little bit later. But we do need to start this at the top. Um, yeah. We had... Um, the Run That Back Bowl on Sunday. Um, uh, which, by the way, should be an actual college bowl. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's start the GoFundMe right now. <laughs> I think Asheville FM would love it if yeah. we did fundraising to sponsor our yeah. own bowl. Um, they'd be yeah, really... Yeah, yeah, operating costs. But what we need to yeah. do is uh, They're like, get our name Thanks, on guys. A, <laughs> Remote college football game. Yeah. I mean, December eleventh. It, can, it yeah. can happen at yeah, yeah. Western Carolina Stadium. Yes. You know, like yeah. there's lots of lots of options. But yeah, but the one we're referring to, yeah, is uh, in the NFL. Your favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders, yes. uh, went up and traveled to Buffalo against my favorite team, the Buffalo Bills. And um, yeah, and, and you, we did not speak this weekend. Yeah. It's true. That, that, that um, line of communication went cold. Yeah, it was very cold. Um, but uh, you uh, went into it with a certain amount of expectations, in fact, putting something on the line for it. Uh, yeah, I was going to win either way. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, again, I, I was happy and surprised the Las Vegas Raiders uh, did come out of week one. Uh, alone in first place in the AFC West, um, beating the the Denver Broncos and uh, yeah. and the other two teams losing as well. So hooray! <clears throat> but I knew it was very unlikely that they are as a mostly West Coast team going to travel east for mm. a one o'clock game um, to play um, the 
Buffalo Bills, who have been really quite good for a while now. And, yeah, talented and, team. And they had a frustrating week one loss. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of weirdness, which we talked a lot about last week yeah. with Sarah Spooner, the weirdness of Aaron Rodgers going down in that uh, <laughs> four and out to start the game. But then somehow just Josh Allen, four turnovers. Yeah. So he just said, like, that will not happen again. Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen again. Certainly not next week against the the traveling team. That's like, oh, maybe we are good. Well, and I, uh, well, uh, let's get into first of all, how did you right. hedge? So, yeah. uh, so I was sure. I, I, I hoped that they could have uh, won both for my team, and then just to stick it to you on air. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm also part Take of it. what's called a pick pool. We have to pick one team to win each week to survive mm-hmm. to move on to the to the next week. The only form of sort of like a sports competition that I participate in because because all the other ones make me just uh, the worst person on the planet. Um, so uh, just note that for later for me being the worst pl- person yeah, on the planet. Uh, but go so ahead. I uh, I did pick the Buffalo Bills to 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 win this week mm-hmm. uh, over my Las Vegas Raiders, and that was because you were like, I don't think the Bills. I think the Bills will want to uh, bounce back at home, and on paper at least, an inferior team sure to the bills based uh, and on also last informed year. by yeah. the injury report that jacoby myers yep who had uh, had two touchdowns in week mm-hmm. one and it seemed to be jimmy garoppolo's sort of go-to guy yep um maybe a, a, a latent uh patriots connection from years gone by um he was injured and would not uh, is was he in con- concussion protocol maybe uh, or otherwise I don't, I don't know. know but uh he would not be playing so i was like well if that's the case then they're definitely not going to win yeah uh and uh it, in true form, the Raiders went down and scored a touchdown yep. on their first possession. Looked great. And then uh, really didn't present much of an offensive game plan from that point out. Yeah. I think the Bills were pretty locked in. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen was, I mean, he, he completed like a... 80% of his passes, sure. um, but the defense was as well. The defense has done that before where they're like, first possession of the opponent, you're like, what happened? Were you guys even playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Then they bounce back within the game. They make some adjustments. They're like, okay, we got to do X, Y, and Z. We just needed to see what happened. Uh, sometimes they can get the Bills in trouble because they don't make the right adjustments. And sure. you're like, you just gave this up. But um, I was happy to see the Bills come back. I Again, I, I sort of said this last week where I'm like, you know, Josh Allen has these games. Mm-hmm. And most really good quarterbacks have those games too. You're like, I don't know what happened. And then... He's like, yep, not going to happen. Don't worry, you know. And I think when there is a talent gap, um, you know, I think the Bills take care of business. Right. It's usually. hard to be incredible and infallible. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. So, yeah, when you go like, oh, well, these just things that just like amaze yeah. you because he takes chances and he, he does. does believe that he can complete any throw and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And um he, he was pretty clear that I, I just can't do that yeah. um, c- coming off of the week one loss to the Jets. So, uh, yeah, I uh, so but uh, and you got, got together with uh, fellow Bills fans yeah. and probably enjoyed a nice Sunday afternoon of, yay, we're much better than this other team. Yeah, it was it was kind of a relief to <laughs> to say, I, I'm sorry it came at your favorite team's expense, but uh, the Bills and Bills fandom just needed that to be like, yeah, they're still really good. Right. Uh, whereas I watched maybe like the first 15 minutes of Red Zone, and then I was like, I think I've got uh, <laughs> I think I'm other good. things to do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think there's stuff going on. Um, so we want to turn to Bob. Um, so um, 
The Chicago Bears have been kind of in the wilderness over the past couple of years. Um, and you're looking at me quizzically, but I'm like, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. I mean, we know their record. Uh, but they've had this uh, promising young quarterback, Justin Fields, um, who, again, promising last year, like p- had some moments, but... Um, the team like tried to get uh, give them some him some more weapons in the off season, but we haven't quite seen a step beyond like glimpses of promise. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's right, Scott. Um, um, training camp starts tomorrow for the Blackhawks, and, 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 and we're very excited about Connor Bedard coming yes. to the team. Oh wait, wait, the Bears, right? Yes. Um, uh, Justin the Fields, Cubs are right, in right. the, uh, the wild card <laughs> the race. Cubs are, the Cubs are currently uh, trying to not make it into the playoffs uh, <laughs> after being well into the playoffs a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, but no, the Bears, yeah, there was a lot of promise for this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, they added some weapons. Um, uh, Chase Claypool at receiver doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be really panning out. In fact, he, he's publicly been put on notice as far as maybe getting scratched. Um, Justin wow. Fields, you know, it's a good thing that he's not a golfer because <laughs> golf is so mental and Justin Fields just doesn't look mentally like he's making decisions quick enough yeah. and, and, and really just going for the gusto. I mean, he's got great legs. He's one of the best running quarterbacks in the league, but, um, like the, 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 like the Blackhawks, the, mm. the, the bears are going to be a work in progress. I feel for, for a little while, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, given up on Justin Fields just yet, but yeah. I'm definitely not sold on him. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully they won't have the worst record in the NFL this year, like <laughs> yeah. they did last year, but, uh, mm. time will tell. Uh, And I don't uh, come to these comments from some high perch with my team is so fantastically set up. Um, But the Bears are sort of running the risk of uh, just the organization is now earning a reputation of maybe this is just poorly considered and and assembled. Um, Do they have the right coach? Do they have the right quarterback? Do they have the right approach at all? Um, You know, why do you uh, work so hard to... uh, invest in this uh, uh, quarterback moving up to 10 or 11 to pick him kind of thing um, and then sort of hire a sort of conservative defensive coach um, as your head coach there's just so listening to far too much sports talk uh, as I do the Bears are sort of becoming you know what the the Clippers were a while back or otherwise we were like maybe this just is never going to work out for them and I don't want that you know again you know, yeah, just like having friends from Chicago spent some time in Chicago uh, I don't necessarily root for them but uh, I don't want them to just be the like here they go again no they're the monsters in the midway we want to cheer right. for them we want them to be good um, but but it was like this it was the same way with the last regime the last yeah. GM and the last coach and and yes I agree with you completely that are we going to get some type of stability and some type of brain power that's going to take the Bears to the next level? I, I don't know just yet. The, I the hate, jury is still out. I hate being on that hamster wheel with your favorite team where you're just like, what? Are, like, who are we going to land on that will help us get better? We just, like, and that happened for the Bills for years, and the Sabres are currently in that though showing some promise but again you're just like we've been doing this for a long time when do pieces start clicking together you know it's just so frustrating Uh, and then it's sort of 
you know, bubbled uh, to a head today with Justin Fields making some comments in, in front of microphones. Uh, definitely saying he needs to uh, make some better decisions, but also just sort of saying uh, that the coaches sort of have him thinking about what he needs to do and he, he can't be thinking. And so there's, you know, sports reacts to so much and, you know, uh, what was sort of comments that could be taken either way are like, did Justin Fields just throw his coaching staff under the bus? Like, no. But still, he he was sort of saying like, uh, what is the current, you know, uh, uh, formula is not working, um, right? And I think it's it's just maybe go back to to finding some type of consistency to teach him rather than getting into his head because he doesn't need it, and getting back to simple sti- Simon Stupid. And just making plays. Mm-hmm. I like that expression. Simple, Simon, stupid. I like it. Um, uh, and then, uh, hooray, they get to play the Kansas City Chiefs this <laughs> yeah, weekend. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that in Kansas City, that game? Oh, oh gosh, I don't, don't know. even know. But uh, on the heels of um, Patrick Mahomes just reworking his contract so that he is now the highest paid quarterback in the game. Um, so he will feel sort of an obligation to sort of prove that he deserves that. So congratulations. You're going to try to... Uh, Figure your situation out uh, against what has been the best team over the last stretch of years with the best quarterback uh, uh, would need to show that uh, he deserves all the money he was just given. Yes. Good luck with that venture. (laughs) Yeah. Appreciate Uh, it. Well, uh, why don't we take a break from the NFL talk and we're going to shift over to college football by talking to Ed Southern. We teased this at the top of the hour, but... um, uh, over the years, we've had an old friend of mine, Ed Southern, come on the show. He's come on the show. He came in the studio, yes. uh, maybe at the very beginning of the show, calling in. And then we did a big um, special presentation a few years ago um, because he has a, uh, a published book called Fight Songs, A Story of Love and Sports in a Complicated South. Uh, we did a big um in-store live event at Malaprops to talk to Ed and uh, promote the book, which was a lot of fun. That was our first show like in person uh, during the pandemic. Um, and so now the the book is out in paperback and there's lots of college football and uh, Atlanta Braves to talk about. So we wanted to talk to Ed again. Ed, are you there? Scott, I am here. <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome, Ed. Nice to have you back on the show. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be back. Uh, and j- yeah, we'll just start there again. That that we really appreciate that uh, you worked with uh, Malaprops and with Asheville FM to have us do the the in store interview with us, and that was our first feel of fancy. Yeah, um, and because of that, we we then later uh, uh, Scott wasn't there for it, but I, I got to. Uh, interview Ryan McGee with his book about the Asheville tourists. Uh, but that was all because we had shown that we knew how to do that by interviewing you in store and, and, and streaming that. So thanks for that opportunity. That, I, that was great. I, I love that. I was like a, a media groundbreaker for the actual ESPN personality <laughs> Yes, that, that, that really knows what he's doing. I, I, I feel, I'm not sure if I feel uh, honored or humbled or both, but Ed, you, you are the personality you're for us. <laughs> to talk about uh, these issues. So the book is now out in um, in paperback. And uh, so did you write anything new for the paperback? Or were you like, it was a brilliant masterpiece that I didn't need to touch a single sentence of? Um, no, I didn't write anything new for the paperback. But 
not because it was such a a masterpiece that it couldn't have been improved upon yes but because the landscape of college sports and especially college football has changed yeah. so much that i would have had to practically rewrite half the book oh, wow. and, and my publisher said yeah no we yeah. don't have the budget for that so we just we just left it as it was uh, i'm curious so do you do a, a book tour for the paperback as well uh, i know you got to uh, uh, go around and have a nice little uh, ride with with the release of the the hardcover yeah and that was great i'm not doing as much of a tour i am doing some events um i'm gonna be at uh doing a couple things at the bookmarks festival here in winston-salem yep. this weekend um i'm going to be at the country bookshop in southern pines in uh, october and a few other things further on out but um last time I, you know I, I was really lucky to get to to do the tour that yeah. i did to you know I, I got to go pretty much everywhere i wanted to go in support of the book and and really all over the south i mean i just kind of you know, hit sort of a lull in the pandemic and um, really couldn't believe my good fortune. I had, I had a great time doing it. Yeah, um, wanted to ask you about that. Obviously, Asheville and uh, your mm -hmm. appearance with us was your favorite, but I just <laughs> uh, was curious if there was a second or third favorite. Was there another experience where you're just sort of looking around being like, this is pretty cool. How'd I get here? Well, I have to say, I mean, and, and not just because it's my hometown bookstore, um, but the, the launch at bookmarks was really special because it was you know because we were there i'm sorry because we and were that's there right, that's right in the crowd yeah uh, which, which 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 i mean really i, I don't want to get all mawkish in the middle of a, of a sports talk show but all you really meant a lot to me that y'all you know drove down from Asheville for that and okay, yeah. so many other friends and family came out you know road trip, all road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. and and um and it's a bit like like a book launch is a bit like a wedding reception in that <laughs> i mean there, there are there are so many people there and you're so excited to see them you're, you're you're so glad that they're taking time out of their lives to share this 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 moment with you and you get to speak to hardly any of them yeah mm -hmm. at least for any length of time it's it's so like it's it is both a wonderful and a frustrating experience um but that that really stands out getting to do that and then um uh, not too far away from Asheville, uh, the signing that I did in Greenville, yeah, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, which is where I, I spent a good part of my childhood and, and got to see a lot of old friends there. That that was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, and Greenville and Clemson are talked about extensively in the book. So maybe you could give our listeners uh, a, a quick summary of Fight Songs. I know we talked about it a couple of years back, but it'd be good to refresh our listeners and for new listeners. But also, maybe then you can transition into like these big changes that we've been talking about. So yeah, the summary first and then like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is what I'm really, dealing yeah. with now. <laughs> well, fight songs began, um, when my wife, who is a Birmingham native and a, a, uh, born and raised Alabama Crimson Tide football fan, um, and is normally one of the most, um, uh, composed and self-controlled people that I know threw herself on the floor, moaning, gnashing, wailing, um, because of the pick six that Tua Tungavaloa threw <laughs> on the first possession of the, I think it was the 2019 national championship game <laughs> against Clemson. And you're and, like, I'm writing a book. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Like I had been, you know, I, like it, it had been rattling around the back of my mind for years. And when when she did that, I thought, okay, yeah, I need to do something with this. And so, the, the best way to to sum it up quickly, I think, is to say that I wanted to explore why my home state of North Carolina came to a standstill for the ACC basketball tournament, but my wife's home state of Alabama comes to a standstill for the Iron Bowl, the football game between Alabama and Auburn. And not only that, but why is it, why do I use the past tense for North Carolina, but the present tense for Alabama? Uh, So I think that encapsulates the book about as succinctly as you can. And and you um, you also get into yeah you get into sort of memoir territory talking about you and Jamie, but also like history mode and talking yeah. about the sort of historical aspects of the ACC and the SEC and sort of college athletics. But then also um, you get into the South, um, and I like that it's called the complicated South, and just how the South feeds into sports college athletics and vice versa it's yeah it's a great book <laughs> oh thank you thank you uh, yeah, I was... it, it, you know once i started out with fairly simple questions about sports or what i thought would be fairly simple questions they just kept leading to more questions and right. when i set out to tell one story it just kept leading into other stories and you know um and it, and it just kept kind of kept growing so uh, and i was curious uh i host a storytelling series here in Asheville that you were a part of at one point when we were mm-hmm. online. Um, but I like whatever theme it is, uh, as you walk out of, you know, when you finish the show, people are coming up telling you their versions of, of the theme. <laughs> so in touring with this, uh, you sort of write about, you know, being in a divided uh, house, you know, a relationship with North Carolina, Alabama, um, Wake Forest, Crimson Tide, all that kind of stuff. Did uh, other people share stories of their divided house, of their split relationships and otherwise? Oh, yeah, more than I could possibly recount. Um, I got all kinds of stories about and all sorts of permutations and combinations in marriages with, you know, I I encountered a few, you know, uh, uh, Alabama fan married to an Auburn fan, which uh, the novelist Robert Inman said, you know, that that's not a mixed marriage. That's a broken home. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, but I also encountered, you know, you know, one spouse is from the South. The other spouse is from the Midwest, from Big Ten country. Mm. And, you know, the 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 cultural conflicts that they run into, I, you know, heard stories about and, and you and, and the sort of stories that you hear, like you begin to think that they're urban legends about, you know, the, the parents that missed their daughter's wedding because she scheduled it on a on a game day. Oh, yeah. Those are not urban legends or rather the <laughs> urban legends have, you know, have their their historic sources i mean those have really happened and um i mean just amazing some of the stories that i heard and sometimes it made me think you know God, i really wish i'd heard this before i wrote the book <laughs> yeah um so um what i i mean this is a big question but like we're in college football season so like if you were to rewrite the book and want what would be the juiciest topic um, in terms of college football that you would want to sort of sink your teeth into? See, okay, I'm going to take exception to that word juiciest because the, okay. the topic that I would have to sink my teeth into is 
conference realignment, yeah. conference expansion, the 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 elimination of the old rivalries, the you know the ridiculousness of the you know first the Big Ten and now soon the ACC stretching from coast to coast, um, and and you know I don't. Obviously, that that would be the necessary topic to look at, but I don't consider that a juicy topic. Yes. I feel like that is a that is to to stretch this metaphor to the breaking point. That is the topic that is draining all of the juice, mm. all of the lifeblood mm. out of college football. Um, it's you know it, it's taking all the fun away. Yeah, and the the the, the powers that be in football are chasing so hard after that dollar. Mm. That they're forgetting what why it earns those dollars in the first place. They're right. forgetting Amen. that you know we come to this for the fun of it, for the feelings that it gives us. And it's funny, I will you know I would say that at many of my tour stops, with the caveat that you know sports fans don't usually talk about feelings because you know <laughs> stereotypically sports fans are manly men. You know we don't have feelings, and and yet. Yeah, you know, that's that's the only appeal of of these games, or the or the feelings that they generate. Yeah. And I would say that, and I could see the guys in the audience shifting uncomfortably. <laughs> you know, when confronted with the idea that no, actually, you do have feelings. That that's why you like these sports. And um, and and you know, all this conference realignment, like they're they're. And I know this is a sport that y'all probably don't deal with a whole lot up there on Asheville FM, but their college football looks to me like they're following the same path that NASCAR did, uh-huh. in that they're taking their 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 tried and true fans for granted, mm-hmm. chasing after potential fans, and they're going to find out that, that that even the tried and true fans aren't going to put up with everything, and they're going to find themselves. Uh, without any fans well and one possible new chapter to explore would be kind of couples that are like wait i thought we were safe like an alabama <laughs> oklahoma couple that were like oh that'll maybe come up every couple like oh wait now we have to like yeah. deal with each other every year so i think that's that's an interesting thing of like your know, relationships that now find themselves um rivalries yeah yeah um, that's true i uh yeah and you know i've said this a couple of you know, the ACC expansion is, you know, particularly close to home as a Wake Forest grad like you are. Um, I believe we went to college together, Ed. Um, I but think so. I, but, um, yeah, like adding Cal and um, and Stanford to the ACC is just surreal. It's just weird enough that I don't even, like, uh, really understand it. Whereas, like, adding SMU just is, like disgusting to me like my body (laughs) wants to reject it you know like that's like i don't know why that is like i I think because i just like berkeley you know like i like the city of berkeley i like san francisco palo alto like but like dallas smu i I don't want any part of that in the acc but we already have like these other things but like what do you think about that uh that aspect of the acc of an expansion Well, I can't take credit for the line, and I'm sorry that I can't remember who wrote it, but uh, I read someone say that, 
with with this latest round of expansion of the ACC, congratulations, Louisville. You're no longer the sleaziest school in the ACC. <laughs> um, and you know, as as a as as someone who who hates Louisville with a passion, um, that that really resonated with me. Uh, you know, it, Stanford and Cal kind of fit the snobbery of the ACC. Yes, yes. That we've long had, and and you know the. With with our, our public Ivies in Carolina and Virginia and, right. and you know our high academic standards, so you know even though they are literally about as far away from the Atlantic coast as you can get and still stay in the lower forty eight, um, I guess there's some degree of fit there. Yes, I mean SMU basically bought their way in. Yeah, you know, um, and 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 apparently it really wasn't that much for them and their their oil oil money boosters so great good i just you know the whole the whole uh, the whole idea of expansion is you know you're supposed to be attracting eyeballs to screens and i just can't imagine ever feeling the slightest desire to watch an smu cow game <laughs> yeah right you know like eh, um SMU it, just, it just makes no sense to me. Like SMU Pitt is an ACC game. It's just weird. What were you going to say, Tom? Well, I was gonna, so Ed, you mentioned screens. This the you know extreme expansion of the ACC all the way out to the West Coast would only make sense if everything were still virtual. Yeah, like right. Like if this were yeah. some sort of like Wii Sports League, they'd be like, fine, right, yeah. you can do it from anywhere. But they're like, <laughs> really? Like someone's going to come from Palo Alto to the East Coast for a volleyball game? Yeah. Like that just. To Winston Salem, yeah. you know, right. like it's just such a weird. How you figure? Yeah, yeah, uh, and if I mean, and if we're going to expand to California, can we at least play in the Rose Bowl? No, we don't even get that. So yeah. I just, I just don't see the point in it. We're talking to Ed Southern, who is the author of the book "Fight Songs: A Story of Love and Sports in a Complicated South." We're going to shift over to talking about sports too but we, before we do uh ed um if people are hearing like this sounds like a great mm-hmm. book uh, whether it be hard hard uh, back uh paperback otherwise um if people are wanting to find out more and wanting to know how they might purchase th- this book uh, where would they go uh they can get it anywhere that sells books i would prefer that they get it in a place that sells only or mostly books mm-hmm. not a place that on, say a website that sells books and toothbrushes <laughs> or whatever um uh if you can if you've got an independent bookstore in your town and if you're in Nashville, you've got several uh i hope that you'll get it there that's great great fantastic thanks ed um so um yes you are a, a divided household uh you are and have admitted to that you are now both a wake forest demon deacons fan and an alabama crimson tide fan so why don't we start there wakes had a good with wake um wakes had a good run in college football the last couple of years um though i kind of was like "Mm, this year might be a little bit of a transition year is that a fair assessment what do you think so far Yeah, no, I think that's a fair assessment. I think it'll be a good season. Um, I don't think you can lose a player like Sam Hartman. Um, 45-year-old Sam Sam Hartman. You know, we lost several great players from last year's team. 50 Um, starts. Uh, he's now the, he's the starting quarterback for Notre Dame, and last week was his 50th start. That's insane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Good for him. Yeah, I mean, you know – 
Someone was pointing out that when he started his first game for Wake Forest, some of his teammates were still in elementary school. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, Is that true? I mean, you know, he's 24 years old now. So, anyway – uh yeah, Wake Forest. I think it is going to be a transitional year. I think it is going to be a good season. Um, you know, I expect them to have a winning record and make it to a bowl, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't expect to see them in the ACC championship game like we did a couple years ago. Um, you know, uh, uh, Mitch Griffiths has looked frankly kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a dreadful first half against uh old dominion this past saturday and then a spectacular second half um and so you know we'll 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 just see you know now they're they're beginning the acc schedule with uh georgia tech this saturday who you know is still georgia tech but they've been showing a good bit of improvement this Mm -hmm. season so far so you know we'll we'll see what the season brings um but yeah i don't think you know you're not going to be able at least quite yet, I don't think you're going to be able to rely on Mitch Griffiths to the extent that we did Sam Hartman. Uh, so. For whatever reason, I, I try to encourage, you know, in-the-moment approach to sports. And while it is true that Wake Forest should not struggle against Old Dominion, um, I just don't like the, like, well, unless you're winning a championship, every year is just disappointing. So for whatever reason, that game was on. Uh, I sort of turned it on. I was like, "Wow, look at it!" Um, but that was that was a, a again a fun game. Mm-hmm. So sure, considering your recent success, they shouldn't have found themselves down. Was it seventeen nothing, twenty nothing, whatever they were? Um, but mm-hmm. that that was a fun game. It was a fun second half. Yeah. If you were a Wake fan, yeah. the first half was some of the most miserable football I've ever yeah. seen, or the most miserable <laughs> I've been watching football. But but, but yay um, sports! Was sometimes you can somehow just look like you've never played the game before in the first half, and then remind yourself of we've got a, a really good coaching staff and a lot of talented players in the second half. Yeah, they adjusted well, and and Old Dominion, you know. I think if you're of a certain age and you've been following college sports, you you kind of think of Old Dominion as being like. William and Mary's main rival, but they're yeah. a Sunbelt school. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're a group of five school, and you know they're not Appalachian, but they're they're a good program. So it's not, you know, I don't know. They're, they're, they were a good team, and it's but also still, Wake. Wake, did Wake not is the game they get themselves. up for. So yeah. again, that's the thing when you're a good team. Um, all these you know teams that are somewhat uh, below you are like. This is the year we take Wake down, and Old Dominion was definitely feeling that as they ran off the field uh, after the first half of like we oh, yeah. finally got him. You know, I'm, I'm sure they did, yeah. and they they to that point they did have us. So. Yeah. And uh, Ed, let's shift over to Alabama Crimson Tide, who is having an interesting season, at least for them. Um, so um, it'd be interesting to get your assessment of Alabama's season and maybe contrasting it with uh, Jamie's uh, perspective on Alabama's season. So uh, what does the larger Southern household feel about um, about this season with Crimson Tide? So far, Jamie has been um, uh has has maintained a fairly healthy perspective on it, which nice. scares me to death. Um, because I I just wonder what she's suppressing, uh, and, 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 and how that's going to come out uh, at some point in the season. Um, no, I mean I think I'm I am by no means ready to count out the tide yet. Yeah, and. Um, I think if we have learned nothing else over the last 
uh, goodness, what, 13, 14 years now, uh, longer than that, um, you know, you, you don't, you know, you, you bet against Nick Saban at your own peril. Right. And so I, you know, yeah, they've, they, they have not looked good so far. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, against Texas, certainly, uh, this past week against South Florida. Yeah. But, you know, there is still a lot of football left to be played. And I think this, uh, this Saturday against Ole Miss is going to be fascinating. Uh, yeah, no, their situation with the rotating quarterbacks feels like some form of the bachelor. We're just like, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the, you know, the last time they did this, they started a season with this sort of quarterback rotation. They weren't sure who their starter was going to be was in 2015 and they won the national championship. Yeah. So, you know, again, count Nick Saban out at your own peril. But and apparently, you know, they are going with Jalen Milrow. He's they've already named him the starter for mm-hmm. Saturday. I think Saban named him the starter as early as Monday this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I guess they have settled the quarterback question. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not ready to count them out yet. Okay, quick. Um, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, and we're not doing this on purpose because we might have anti-Braves sentiment. But your Atlanta <laughs> Braves are um, – Major League Baseball um, leading, have the most wins out of anybody in the majors. Um, we're heading at, when's the last game of the season? Pretty soon? Uh, uh, um, yeah, it's it's like next it's week. Soon. Yeah, yeah, I think it's next week. So, uh, uh, but then we know this from uh, immediate past history of Major League Baseball that it means absolutely nothing to come in first place, like to have the most wins. So, um, how are you feeling knowing um, all of having all of that knowledge uh, at your fingertips as we near closer to the uh, playoffs? Not good. Because, <laughs> uh, I, and, and specifically with the Braves, I have watched this on how many times where they've, they've clinched the division with a week to go and and they rest their starters and yes that makes sense but then they come into the playoffs listless mm. and they're they're too talented for me to make a truly hot take like they're gonna lose in the first round oh. but i i don't i don't have a lot of you know they just dropped uh, a series to the phillies right um you know I've, i have got no confidence in this Braves team going into the playoffs and it doesn't seem that they should need rest. I mean, they're yeah, they're right. a fairly young team. It's not like you got to sort of like you know carry some guys across the, the threshold. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, they were the beneficiary of that, or like they were a team you wouldn't think uh, would make a run a couple years back when they uh, did go ahead and win the World Series. And then we saw last year where we were like, oh, or sometimes you can get that pesky first or second round opponent. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big believer, and I know this goes. You know, I'm sure stat heads could argue with me, but I'm a big believer in 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 momentum, and you know, you 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 play hard till it's done, and if you you know if you take a break, it's hard to get it back going again. And you know, based on recent experience, I'm I just do not feel good going into the postseason who, who scares you prove, the m- prove me wrong ronald who, prove me wrong who scares you the most in the national league uh, 
you know, normally I would say the Dodgers, but they they clinched their division too. You know, so they. You, just anybody, I, I, really. Right. Like, yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, Phillies I last Sorry, year. I'm bad radio I, here. I, no, I, I think the Brewers are a, a pretty well put together team. Uh, the few times so, I've, uh, I've the Brewers, uh, yeah, a few times I've sat in front of them. I was like, this team seems to again, they're a team. They've got like, oh, that guy's good at that part, and then oh, this guy could come in and do that. Um, but but that's. I mean, uh, a current state of things, there's a handful of really talented teams in the National League. There are. And I guess I could have answered your question by saying, you know, I'm I'm a Braves fan over the age of 45. Every team in the National League scares me. <laughs> there's your answer. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> um, been, been hurt so many times. Um, so let's say it again. Uh, the name of the book is Fight Songs, A Story of Love and Sports in a Complicated South. Uh, we love the book here at Run That Back. Um, so, uh, Ed, thanks again for um, for calling in. We wish you the best of luck with the release of the paperback. And um, we wish you luck um, with the Braves, though maybe we're not rooting for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on. Thank you. So we talked about uh, college football with yeah. Ed. Didn't get a chance to share this. I think I shared it with you off mic last yeah. week. Um, so NC State has a 26-year-old player, Bradley Rosner, who is playing in his eighth college football season. It's so weird. He got a red shirt when he arrived at Rice, wrote a letter to the NCAA requesting medical hardship. It was approved repeated the same process when he tore his ACL in 2021, and then he had an extra year granted to all athletes in 2020 because of the pandemic. But here we are. He's 26 years old playing college football. I feel like this this is clearly an Adam Sandler Presents movie coming to Netflix soon. <laughs> I'd watch it. Um, and then the other thing I remember said, you know, like stick a pin in this. So yeah. um, this weekend um, – uh, so I am a fantasy football player, yes. um, and um, I became that person that you don't like in yourself when you do mm. fantasy football because my strategy for my season, load up on two great running backs. I drafted Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb. Guess who got hurt this weekend? Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb. So I, I didn't see the injury. Mm. I turned on the thing and... Uh, I was like, why isn't he playing? And I was like, oh, crap, he's injured. He's out for the year, too. And then I heard about the injury, and I was like, uh, I'm a horrible human being. And I yeah. felt really he, bad. He was and, bent like a pipe cleaner. Yeah, yeah, and that's what everybody said and, like, the people in the fans. But I was just like, I was that person that you hate in yourself. Yeah. I was that guy. So Welcome there we to go. it. Yeah, there it was. Welcome to the shame game. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I I feel bad obviously for these two guys but i'm like there goes my season there you go uh but don't count out scott bunn like nick saban don't um we spent a little time last week talking about uh deon sanders and the color yes. buffaloes and all that so uh this last weekend much reported they played uh, colorado state yeah and uh that game was crazy uh, crazy so again they ended up winning again should they have struggled against colorado state i don't, I don't know but all i know is it was a great game and they won in double overtime but just the impact of Deion Sanders, uh, that is the most streamed 
game on ESP, a college football game uh, uh, so far to date. And it also helped with those comments by the Colorado State coach yeah. about like wearing sunglasses but during interviews and everything like that. Mama told me better. Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you should have showed up for a taping of this tonight with sunglasses and we could have started a <laughs> fake feud. Um, but wow, just uh, wow and wow. But yeah, again, uh, something I, I was able to catch the tail end of and uh, just just compelling back and forth. Wow. Bob, do you have a college football team that you pull for? I'm a Notre Dame fan. Notre Dame fan. Yes. So, so this is a big weekend. They uh, they uh, uh, take yes. on Ohio State this weekend, and uh, it, again, a lot of times Ohio you know, Notre Dame, you're like, fine, you beat Purdue, and I'm like, but like, let's see you go up against one of the <laughs> the, the, the bigger uh, schools, and here, here they are with uh, uh, Hartman. Uh, Old uh, man on Hartman board. going yeah. going yeah. on board, so at least we at least we have uh, experience at, at quarterback for the yes. game, uh, <laughs> yes. lots of experience, and we're getting uh, three starters back uh, off of the injured reserve mm-hmm. list, so there is hope. But um, yeah, you know, top ten teams tend to give Notre Dame a little bit of a hard time. They do, uh, but you know, there's there's always hope. But uh, here comes Methuselah, d- driving the ball down the down the field. Yeah. And Bob, this might be like. When does hockey start again? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and training camp tomorrow. I, I was actually going to say it's coming up pretty soon. Yep. Uh, the Sabers, like I said, are taking uh, another half step, and I'm like, just come on, we just need a playoff season. Can we have? Can we make the playoffs this year? Positive steps forward for sure, and they they they're really just a, a really good goalie away from uh, being a playoff team, and they are trying to get one right now. If rumor has it, so yeah, uh, Logan Thompson from uh, Vegas. Or um, uh, the the uh, Connor Hellebuck from uh, Winnipeg, who is a Vesna level yeah. tr- uh, goalie. So we'll but, see. But we had that kid in the playoffs who actually played pretty good. And not in the playoffs, but he played pretty good. But we'll see. We'll yep. talk about that. Uh, yep. Don't have time. But yeah, there was also sort of a, a weird coach resignation this week in the world of NHL. Ooh, Mike yeah. Babcock. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I understand where he was coming from, asking for people's phones just so he could learn about them. But um, come on, you know, definitely kind of an an, an invasion of my privacy yeah. if you wanted my phone. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.